I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. I'm James the Jasper Stewart. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we are hunting Bishop Ted. Jas is back and Mus is gone, so people are going to really think there's beef. <laughs> <laughs> with a distinctive tail. While it is omnivorous, it has a preference for fruit, and keeps various fruits with all kinds of effects in its belly pouch. An incredibly curious beast, it enjoys playing tricks on people, and has been seen to bat fruit at its prey using its tail. On the road to perdition stands a false sentry with a devilish mission. Once it spots movement, it puts its tail in position. It's plan to pelt prey. Coming into fruition. For this is its territory. And there is no admission. I love this lad. This is my... Uh, now that I've been for the whole game, obviously, I'm not. I think the only monster I've probably not fought is the new story monster. But... This uh, is my about favourite that. of the new boys. Mm. Like, like, oh, I love, I love the bits. Like that description of them, like, is, is bang on as well. Like, and you see that mm-hmm. like, throughout the, the fight. Just that. It's definitely a fun one. I think what I really like about them is, I mean, and, and all the new monsters have this, don't get me wrong, but I think Bishop 10 was the one that, when he started moving, he's like one of the most visually arresting fights. Like, We've had monsters that kind of balance on their tails before, like um, like Great Macau. He's one of them, and I think Ketchawatcha did it as well, if I remember rightly. A little bit, not yeah, so much. Hangs yeah. on like vines um, down, it hangs on the vines. It hangs on the vines. Similar, well, a monkey monster, right? So similar sort of vibes. But this guy, like when you see him, like break dancing and twirling and whirling about the place. Um, like I remember the first fight, I, like the first fight I had, I, I was just spent the whole battle going, "Whoa, whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> just, like in amazement with him, like how how incredibly dynamic it was when he like him flying about the battlefield. Um, which you know, coming from maybe some more cumbersome monsters that we spoke about in recent weeks, like Tetradon, for example, which still great fights. Don't get me wrong, but you know they are big lads that that don't really move about to the same degree as Bishatin does. Um, yeah, it was just a real nice, a nice surprise to see a monster flying about like this. Yeah, I definitely, it's definitely up there. Um, I always like the ones who sort of can move around and dodge you and have a bit more of a, a fight with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like he's toying work? with you the entire time because you don't know what he's going to do. Like, and even like when you first like fight him in the shrine ruins, like if he's you're down in that first area where the the Totori Tower is, or whatever it's called. I think it's called that. Mm. 
like he hangs on that like he does in his cutscene like when you first like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, so you can do that and like you just you can do it on like normal walls as well you just like back through oh, the, from there do you mean the like, Tory gate the Tory gate that's the one you Talking about yes. Keebley, you've got Totoro in your head. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Totoro, okay. <laughs> I was going to say as well, I really like the fact that uh, like he's a fang beast, and I really like the fact that they took a chance for these design as well, like making it like, not the typical fang beast, fang beast design, which are your Rajans or like, forgetting the other the Ice Monkey. Blangonga. Blangonga, yeah. Um, like that, con- like, where, con- like, when you first look at Bishiren, you would think he was a, a flying wild. He's, he's more. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the first fanged beast who can fully fly, right? Uh, I think so. Can he fly? actually no, does like that yeah. glide. Yeah, right. I mean, I think he's closer, like in you know genealogy, if you were to say that about Monster to uh, to Ketchawacha, whereas you know the Congolalas and the the the. Rajans are more like, like apes, like like big yeah. apes, like gorillas and so on. Whereas Bishaten, he's well, he's a, a cheeky monkey. Specifically, he's like a, he's also a, got a little bit of a fruit bat in him though as well. Obviously, with the the oh, well, there's there's a whole bunch of like really interesting origins for Bishaten, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Yeah, but yeah, there's definitely. I mean, um, with Ke- Ketchawacha, I felt it was kind of like a flying squirrel vibe. But yeah. with Bishaten, I definitely get more of a bat vibe. Yeah, uh, but there's also that kind of monkey element with the tail, and the, the, obviously they feel cheeky. Oh yeah, he's, he's clearly overall a monkey, I think. Yeah, and like the, the the cheekiness of that, you know, like I think sometimes it's nice to have a monster who you just feel like it's just been a little shit <laughs> compared yeah. to like something that's like actively trying to murder you or, or scare you off. This guy's just like, oh, some hunters have walked into my domain, I'm going to play a prank and I'm going to throw some fruit at them, see how they feel about that. Um, even though that fruit could end up killing you, but you know, to him, he's playing. <laughs> you know, he's, so he's having he's saying, a laugh. Is he Monster Hunter's patches? I, I, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should have should have had a, a, like a like shine, like there's a shinies on the ground leading up to like a cliff face, and then he hits a bit of fruit, and you fall into a pit with like four rajangs. That would have been that would have been a good a good start to the fun. Four sleeping rajangs, and then he wakes them up by yes. hitting them with fruit. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to have Patches's voice. I love Patches's voice. <laughs> Never trust an onion. That'd be a scary thing though when most of the monsters could talk. One of them just suddenly talks to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me. Might might to cut this out for spoilers, but it'd be like the bit in Attack on Titan when the, the beast starts starts speaking. <laughs> like what would what would a Rajang uh, say? What what would the Rajang actually be saying when he fires these hyper beam? Fuck off! <laughs> have a bit of this <laughs> the Rajang would just be very angry all the time uh, but, yeah, is the, the Rajang angry or is he just loving it <laughs> I think the Rajang's pissed as fuck he's, he's raging yeah. furious Rajang true, true. Oh, right. that's the very... furious George <laughs> the furious George versus the furious Rajang <laughs>
I mean, we spoke about how he kind of like you know flips and flies around the the battlefield, so to speak. But I, I do like the different fruit elements um, that you can use. Like you know, he's obviously got the orange one, which is just a like a range attack, pretty much. And the purple, yeah. the poisons. But I really, one of my favourite movies that movies he does is where he kind of uses wings and kind of like peeks and kind of like you're like, what's he up to? And then he just chucks off like a yellow flash fruit at you, basically, and uh, ruins your day with a, with essentially what's a flash bomb. Um, it's just a really, really again cheeky, very cheeky move, very sly and tricksy, um, mm. tricksy Bishopin. <laughs> um, which I, again, I just love about how much character they've injected into this guy like through his movesets um, you know you can say a lot of things about Bishop 10 but I don't think you could ever call him a boring fight just by how much character mm-hmm. the monster has well it reminds me of um, Blangonga used to do the th- not Blangonga Kongalala used to do the thing where he had all the mushrooms and he'd eat them and do yeah. the different element <clears throat> parts whereas this takes that and does it in a slightly less gross way <laughs> <laughs> well haven't you said before like that um, Japan really likes like toilet humor. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we so... talked about um, Velvetdon not that long ago. That's right. About then. That's right. So Kongolala very much fits that to a T, right? Whereas, yeah, <clears throat> Bishoten is a monster that can be enjoyed by all. <laughs> I don't like as well like those fruit attacks that you mentioned. Like there's like he's got those three you mentioned. Like they're, they're really kind of playful. They do they'll obviously do damage to you, but they're more kind of playful. And he's got that he's real kind of. Nasty attack is when he does the paralysis for it one. Yeah, because he does like a tail slam at the same time, and all the paralysis like smoke comes out, and then you get caught in that. Like you can easily car you from that. That's when he's like, "Okay, like playtime's over. I'm fucking sick of this. Get away!" And he hits you with that. He's also, also absolutely like... nailed me with his fruits a few times. Cause... Oh yeah, like they do do a bit of damage. There's a big thing in Rise that, of course, you can always just get on your dog and, like, go and safely heal and sharpen and stuff. But I've, I've just been, like, doing a nice, lazy, wide circle around him, but I sort myself out, and he's just nailed me with an orange. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, when we were doing the hunt before, like, I was playing Insect Glaive, and, like, any time I, like, flying through the air, I got pinned out of the sky a couple of times. <laughs> and I always, like... I know there's a few monsters. I think maybe Kongalal is one of these you can do it with as well. Just speaking of them earlier, but I do like monsters where you where you can get like drops from them that benefit you. So because obviously you can knock Bishatin's fruit out of its hands, and right, uh, yeah, 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 and then p- pick them up for what's kind of like between a potion and a mega potion, if I remember rightly, for the orange fruits, and then you yeah. can get essentially what are like poison knives, for want of a better word, and um, with the, the the poison fruit as well. Which is, uh, a nice I do, I do like it, but it is always disappointing when you see like, whoa, so many shinies, and then <laughs> yeah, and like six percent of them are fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you're newer to Monster Hunter, um, and this was uh, you were having difficulties with this fight, perhaps this is a nice little bonus to you that if you learn the fight and you know when to knock him over, like when he's balancing on his tail maybe use a few potions up and you get rewarded with, you know, potions to help you out for the rest of the fight. You're like, yes, bonus result. Whereas for us, it's just, uh, you know, visually appealing to see a ton of shinies on the ground, but maybe not something that we need, so to speak. Yeah. Well, and in keeping with all of the through business and the, you know, sharing it around, the Bishatan armour, it gives you the, 
I don't know if it's explicitly wide range, but it gives me something where when I heal, I heal you guys. I'll be wide range then, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't looked, but yeah, I assume that's what it is on this one. That would make sense. Yeah, it has to be wide range. Yeah, wide range. And item prolonger. Ah, very, very fitting for the Bishop then. Yeah. Plus it looks really nice. Looks very yeah, comfortable and furry. Like the armor on these weapons are like, some of the, the best looking in the game, I would say. It's just a little bit of a shame though. I think all the new monsters have banging armor in this game. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just saying, like Bishop Ends, like for me, like I think the design's just like it's up there because it's it's not your huge it's not like anything. It was the first seen in previous games. It was the first full high rank set I made and I used it for quite a bit. Nice. So we kind of touched upon it a little bit earlier there about its designs and, and, and so on. Obviously, the natural from the natural world, we've got kind of like, you know, a monkey or a fruit bat as well, very much a, a key inspiration, I would mm. say. But is there anything else that you've picked up on on your research there, Lucky Boy? Well, its name is Bishaten, but in Japanese, its name is literally Bishatengu. Oh, well. It's based on the Tengu. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the nose there. Yeah, so the Tengu is, I mean, probably... The only uh, yokai more famous than the Tengu are like the the Kappa, right? It's the... Mm. I Either it's depicted as a big red bird or more recent years, like it's a human face with a long ass red nose, mm-hmm. like instead mm-hmm. of a beak. Um, and for most of Japanese mythology, the Tengu are like one of the major bad guys. They just turn up and act like dicks. They're like demons. <laughs> But there are more. There are other sort of villages and stuff where they worship Tengu as like guardian gods. But yeah, mostly they're just they got wings, they got a beak, and they're gonna be dicks to you. So he kind of is acting like a Tengu. Uh, yeah. In terms of like so visually, no. Well, a lot. Sometimes they're just sort of tricksters and stuff. Like the Oni are the ones who will just like kill you and eat you. But they're the demons. Whereas Tengu yeah. are just gonna fuck about with you. Mm-hmm. But like, if you look at the um, the Tetranodon, it's like so obviously a kappa. Yeah. Whereas Bishaten is a little more subtle in taking Tengu elements. Like, it's got the wings, it's got a beak, but it's not like yeah, really not over like the top about it. You expect well, despite you know. <laughs> other than its name in Japanese, I did oh, see yeah. like <laughs> on Twitter at some point like there was like early concept art of. Bijuten, and I do think they did give him like more of a like longer like snout. I think it looked like a little really. I did see a lot of fan out. art. I don't know if I'd seen any concept art, so that's mm. yeah, it made me fan art as well. Like, but like if it was concept art, like it was probably they probably just thought, oh, it's this is too close to Ketchawatcher. Obviously, Ketchawatcher. Mm. Oh yeah, because he's got like well. he's got the yeah, mm. long he's more like a flying squirrel and you know, like type. Well, the one the one I saw was before. They'd even announce Bisha Ten and people were speculating about having a Tengu monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's because they dropped like, the, the director like, yeah. done little drones and he dropped like a hint and drew a little Tengu face. But also, because it's a blue monkey with a hand on the end of its tail, it really reminds me of Apom from Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Again, also like but, a, a cheeky little shit, right? 
Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's my brother's favourite Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) But it feels like there should be some common ancestor, right? If both these companies have made a blue monkey with a hand on the tail. But, like, looking... I googled it furiously for this podcast and for my Pokemon podcast. There doesn't seem to be some precursor in, um, like, mythology or anything. The closest I could find was some Aztec god, but that's sometimes a Mm. monkey, sometimes a jaguar. Mm. I think it's just... I think in Pokemon's case it was just... Well, monkeys kind of use their tail like a fifth limb. Like a toe, yeah, that's what I was going to so say. So let's make, let's yeah, make just, it literal. Just elabor- yeah, they're just elaborating on the fact that a monkey uses it as a toe. Um, I so wonder if Monster Hunter is deliberately homaging Pokemon a little bit. Because uh. it is very similar. But then Kachowacha kind of had a hand on its tail. I guess because... It- it's it's not explicitly a hand or with Bishop Ten. It's more like a a big lump, right? I think it's got kind of fingers. Kind of close. Well, and also because the Bisha part of its name comes from hand and tail. Oh, okay, fair enough. Thanks to my friend Swadder again for that one. I hit him up. Hey. Um, and there's one more inspiration which I only know about because I happen to listen to the Myths and Legends podcast on this very story a few weeks back. Have you heard the Japanese fairy tale, or fable, whatever you want to call it, of the monkey and the crab? I have not. Oh, well, okay, so there's a monkey and a crab, and they're good friends, and they both find uh, a persimmon. And the crab decides that he's going to plant his, and he's going to grow a tree and have many persimmons. But the monkey, being a monkey, is impatient, so he just eats his persimmon there and then. And then, you know, years go by and the crab works hard and grows a nice big persimmon tree. And finally, it fruits for the first time. Uh, The crab goes, oh, I'm a crab. I can't climb the tree. So he asks his good friend, the monkey, to help him. Um, And the monkey agrees. He climbs up the tree. And then when he gets up there, he's like, well, I could could just eat all these persimmons myself. So he starts chowing down on them. And the crab shouting out, what are you doing? What are you doing up there? Where's my persimmons? So whenever he finds one that's like underripe and it's like hard and firm, he chucks them down at the crab and manages to smash the crab to death with them. Uh, and then later, the the crab's son uh, declares revenge on the monkey. But uh, you made this up like that was like a fame, sudden tongue. Fame's ignorance invites the monkey to dinner, ambushes him, and slices him up to death. What a lovely children's tale. <laughs> I know, I love it because like you that was going so well until that point. Like, I was expecting well, like a like a fable or like a, like the. You it know, it I'm, is a fable. It means oh, avenge like... your father's death. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fable that the samurai culture came up with. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was definitely thinking this is something very much more of the samurai. You know, for fuck's sake. Oh, dearie me. I was expecting, like, a tortoise in the hair sort of ending here. But... I know, right? <laughs> or, like, the monkey, like, finally, like, learning his lesson from, like, killing the poor yeah. crab. Well, he certainly fucking oh, learned yeah, his lesson. Oh, yeah, he does learn his lesson. <laughs> like, obviously, he eventually did. Yeah, like, I thought I was just going to end there, like, and obviously, he'd, like, mourn the crab and realise what he had done. So let's, uh, let's keep our bishopens away from our senators then, yeah? <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get um, those two just because they've got like big samurai words in their names. 
Mm. Maybe for an expansion. Maybe for an expansion. Wonderful. I was I was talking to Andy last time. I've got a theory about the expansion. What do you reckon? I think they're going to go um, with Chinese influences instead of Japanese. Okay. Based entirely on the fact that they haven't used Kirin yet. And Kirin's kind of existing Japanese mythology, but they're mostly from Chinese mythology. It'd be interesting if they did one that was a little more China-based. Okay. the expansion. So is it, like, is it Chinese or is it Japanese when it's, uh, they call like, Kirin's like the word for giraffe? Uh, so, yeah, Kirin is a mythological creature, but then when the Japanese first saw giraffes, they were like, what the fuck they were like, yeah, this, be Kirin's? Yeah, so Kirin is now the Japanese <laughs> word for giraffe. Brilliant. Because, <laughs> I mean, as Dave Turner's always says on the computer game show, imagine seeing a giraffe for the first time. Yeah. Like, what a wild thing. You'd be convinced, man, like someone brings that back and they say, like, well, it's like a mythical beast. It's like a, basically, yeah, you're right. a version of a unicorn. Like, I kind of had that experience a couple of years back. Um, up here in Nagano, there's the, the famous snow monkeys, right? The guy, little monkeys who sit in the um, hot springs. So mm-hmm. I'd love to visit them. And I'm walking up the mountain to get to them. And out of the woods just emerges this creature. And it's like, kind of like part wolf, part goat. And I've never seen anything like it in my life. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, have I just seen some sort of, like, forest god? <laughs> so, like, I filmed it, and eventually I got home and I showed it to my then-girlfriend. He's like, oh, yeah, that's just this animal that only exists in Japan. And I, like, Googled what? it and found it. And I was like, I didn't know there were, like, more animals that I didn't know about. I thought of, like, 28 years old, that was done. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Makes you wonder, like, other, like... Parts of the world, you know, what kind of hidden yeah. animals I, 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 you just don't know about. I'm really glad, though, like, to know that I don't know all the animals yet, because it's always fun learning a new animal. Mm. Yeah. I've also forgotten what it's called, so I can't even mention it now, <laughs> which would have been a satisfying end to that story. <laughs> the main event of Friday Night Smackdown, and Jay, the main one Moyles' face, is painted with a frown, for his opponent is nowhere to be seen, and Jay is feeling pretty damn mean. Suddenly the ring rumbles and quakes, and breaks in half as Jay shivers and shakes. Erupting from below is a boulder most mighty looking. And Jay can indeed smell what this rock is cooking. Its pungent gas makes young Jay feel most meek. For it is Basarius we are hunting next week. So join us for that one. Um, I can tell you already, no spoilers. <laughs> I won't be there. <laughs> but Andy and Lucky Boy will be there. So make sure you tune in for a nice Basarios cast. In the meantime, you can find this podcast on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Anywhere where you can find podcasts, you can find us by searching Monster Mash Podcast. And please do give us a five-star rating and a review and tell your friends. You know, help share the love. And if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to give it a dollar a month to hear episodes a little bit early, you can find this podcast and all my other podcasts at patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. 
And, you know, if you think you need a little bit of extra to sweeten the deal before you join a Patreon, um, let us know what kind of thing you'd want to see. Do you want us to do, I don't know, fucking streams or something? Let me know uh, by going over there. Patreon.com slash Podcastio Podcastius. And also make sure to tweet at Buscarly what that weird wolf goat creature you saw in the woods was called. Really yeah, it. I'm racking my brain, but I can't remember. It'll hit me like 10 minutes from now when I'm not recording. <laughs> oh, a Cero. It's called a Cero. You're like, oh, I remember that monster's name. Oh yeah, I just remembered. It's a Cero. S-E-R-R-O-W. Oh, well, fuck, well, fuck that tweet request now. Yep. J- well, actually, what, what you should do, <laughs> listeners, is just look up Sarah's because they're like, very cute. Tweet it as it would be tweeting at Andy or look like. Tweet what? Andy Man 949 now. Tweet <laughs> Andy Man 949, your, yeah. your favourite fruit based attack. There we go. Oh, I was wrong. It's only one R. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and matter, until then, catch you next time. See ya. You want to ready up, boys? Yeah, yeah. Let's go hunt a beast down. So I'll give you a tip for the beast town, right? It's it flows through. Right lads, I'm going to tell you something. We're not looking for a rock, we're looking for a monkey. Live by the sword, die by the sword. There it is. Oh, he's a good lad, this guy. He's a good lad. No, oh, that's why I didn't want yeah. to see this one without you, because I know you're digging. I do like him, I do like him. Oh, I've forgotten how to play this, it's been way too long. I had the problem of literally putting down Bloodborne and picking this up. Although for the most part, I haven't tried to press Bloodborne buttons in this, I've just tried to press mm. the buttons from this. Well. Try press. But I keep trying to run and then just swing my axe. Watch the Truman Show and the guys for Father's Day. The Truman Show? Mm-hmm. Good film. It is a good film. That. Is this your first time? Uh, no, I've seen it before, uh, but not for <laughs> okay, fucking yeah. ages. I've forgotten most of the most of the main story beats. My dad hasn't seen it, um, which, huh? thing, which was uh, he's crazy. I could recommend a great podcast on the subject. You done you done an episode on the Truman Show? Yeah, Sweet. we could we listen to that episode if we wanted to. You can find that <laughs> Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary are all good podcasts to found. Or find us on Twitter at MLSFSPod. I did that really shitty, yeah. shitty joke though after after the film was was done of like held up a can of Pepsi Max against his head and like did a Pepsi Max act. <laughs> he didn't get what I was doing. <laughs> he was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it sounds like a bad response. I mean, he does, getting him to pay attention to a TV show or film at the press of times is difficult. Yeah. I don't know if it's just an older generation thing, because I definitely have the same problem with my mum and not with my brother or sister for watching something, but they just play on Facebook or Twitter 
mostly Facebook. <laughs> like whilst we're watching something, like <laughs> fucking pay attention. <laughs> Could you? Oh, see, is that you ask them? They'd yeah. say that's a problem with our generation. I, I know, I know. But... but yeah, it's the whole thing. Like they were all warning us that we're going to get addicted to the internet, and it's totally our parents mm-hmm. who got addicted to Facebook. I've barely been on Facebook in like the past four years. <laughs> I use Messenger once in a blue moon, and that's about it. I still have Messenger on my phone because it's the main way I stay in contact with a few different people, but I haven't had Facebook on my phone this whole year. You've beaten the Zuckerberg menace. I would like to beat Zuckerberg. Glad I can say I've never had a Facebook. To death. (laughs) (coughs) Allegedly, he would allegedly beat Zuckerberg to death. (laughs) No, explicitly. (laughs) That That is a threat. (laughs) <laughs> you can find this podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash monster match where about two times in a year I remember to post the latest episode if, like the about two times a year when I think remember to actually log on to Facebook proper and send a messenger like that's the majority of my notifications are so many people are noticing your monster match page you should <laughs> you should buy an advertisement. I was also giving my brother a, a lift there and back from my dad's and uh, on the way back we had a good twenty minute, thirty minute passionate discussion about which Jojo's bizarre adventure opening was the best, whilst his girlfriend just looked on in utter dismay. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I have a group chat with my family, me and my brother just start discussing anime and no one else knows what's going on. <laughs> what's your favourite anime? Yeah, like Ghibli stuff like the Fireflies. Straight in for the saddest one. It's just because it's, it's the realest one. The Night's Sweet Prince. Clearly sleeps. No monkeys were harmed in the recording of this hunt. I mean, he was pretty harmed. I'd like to believe it was a nice massage for him instead. He's got quite a fun sleep animation, actually, that I've seen that before. It's a bit like Rajon, just like without the terrifying looming threat. The scratch and the terrifying looming threat in case it were to 